0: folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd, And I'm Obert. And I don't know if you guys can see a flagpole around you, but I assume that the flag is currently at either half or quarter mast or something.
1: It's not
2: even up. We, we lost a good one, folks.
0: Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is akin to Lil Sebastian dying in Parks and Rec uh, because we've lost... One of the best memes of all time, well, you know, characters in a memes of all time, and that that of course is is Grumpy Cat, so.
1: We can only hope that Grumpy Cat will rise from the dead like the baby horse. J- Jesus Christ? Parks and Parks and Rec. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I think I missed that episode. I think I missed the Easter, uh, little Sebastian comes back from the dead and forgives everyone's sins <laughs> episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I So... My sister is like obsessed with Grumpy Cat. Well, I was going mean, to say,
2: Chris, I, you were always the one. Like, I, I think you were you epitomized <laughs> Grumpy Cat to me. He was, he, you love
1: that meme. Is it because he's so grumpy all the time? It, uh,
0: well, it's he's a cat. You know, I like cats, and uh, I don't know. He's just. I I thought it was just really funny, um, and he had some really good memes out there. But uh, it's it's very sad. It's a very sad uh, sad day and uh or well i guess sad few days because this happened a couple days ago right i think
2: yeah yeah i think about a, a week before this podcast airs
1: yeah so here's the here's the news from in the past folks
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> here's here's the here's the new the new new the new old news um and it's very it's very sad uh i wish i hope they're i hope he's enjoying kitty heaven because i assume he's there
2: yeah, did and you guys see that meme and he's where it's like I'm in heaven now, I hate it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's, prob- he's probably not happy with it at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah probably not. But he was funny, but I yeah, believe so... that
1: his real name was tartar sauce, right? That sounds familiar, I think so.
0: And apparently my cat <laughs> decides. <laughs> Your to cats start are me chiming on.
2: in. Yeah. <laughs> they have thoughts on this. <laughs> yeah, well apparently like the owners of Gumpy Cat made for a fortune off of him. Did you guys know he was in like a Christmas movie?
0: Yeah, he. Yeah, I mean, he's been in everything. There's like comic books about him. Actually,
2: I think I have.
1: I a, think him and Stan. I think Stan Lee wrote a, a comic about Grumpy Cat because there's tons of pictures of Stanley hold, holding Grumpy Cat.
2: I mean, they could have taken pictures together without him writing a comic book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stan
0: Lee probably was like walking down the street and saw Grumpy Cat. I was like, oh my god, I'm yeah. so starch. I'm so starched struck right now. So.
1: <laughs> I can imagine that.
0: Yeah. But I think I think the only fitting way to send him off into the sunset is by drinking and talking and joking and laughing because yes. that's what he wouldn't
1: have wanted. But, you know. We're doing <laughs> it anyway. We're going to do it anyway. To make him more grumpy. Yeah. Breaking, breaking news, boys. Brooks Kepka has won the 2019 PGA Tour Championship uh, Major. <laughs> Here's your sports news. Four days in the past, sports <laughs> in the past. Yeah, um, that's two in a row for him, right? No, he well, two PGA Tour championships in a row. Yeah, yes. I thought yeah, you were going to say two what, majors in a row. I was like, no, Tiger won the last one. I
0: don't know. I remember that one. Yeah, Tiger. Well, <laughs> uh, I got a funny, funny meme about Grumpy Cat. Come to you guys. I don't think I sent this to you, but it's anyways. Great for this uh, audio
2: well, med- medium. Can you just Can describe, describe it to the listeners? Can we listeners? describe it to
1: the listeners?
0: No, it's it's too long. <laughs> no, you,
2: you guys you had to be there, guys. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, you would have to be
0: there. You had to see it. It's not Yeah. It it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense if I tried to explain it. Yeah. But I think it's I think like we were saying, uh we got to we got to get some drinking in on this uh unfortunate day of morning. So, uh anybody want to kick it off? I will go first. Okay.
2: Oh, I see the little house glass there.
1: Yes, so I am drinking a beer by Tommy Knocker Mountain Town Craft Beer. It's from Idaho Springs, Colorado. And it was given to me, along with six other beers, by friend and listener and fan of the pod, Phil Kerr. So special, special shout nice. out to Phil Kerr.
2: he's up, Phil? He was wondering when you're going to drink this on our last live stream.
1: Right, yeah. yeah he, <laughs> he was, was calling you out. I don't enemy. know if you saw that. It was going to be last week, but then stuff happened and it could be last week. So, anyways, this is the limited edition from the Prospector series. It's called Cherrywood Sour Brown Ale.
2: Oh, we talk, I thought we had a sour brown on, and we said it was really no. You had a sour brown at the Brewfest and said it was good, right? Was that uh, what it
1: was? It was just a brown at the Brewfest from Brewery Legitimus.
2: Okay He
0: had a he had a a red Flander ale. Yes. Yeah. That was the sour red ale. I wonder if that's what you're thinking of.
1: So let's let's try this out. It's five point two ABV. It's an IBU of 18.
0: So that's not going to be very bitter at all.
2: Thank you for the translation.
0: You're welcome. Yes. Uh, on a scale of 0 to <laughs> to 100. Actually, it's not to 100.
1: This is good. This is interesting. I don't think I've ever had a sour brown ale before. So, this is this is unique.
0: Yeah, that I mean, I don't know. I'm I like browns for the most part, but for some reason when you say sour brown ale, I just think of like poop i don't know the brown know
1: ale. <laughs> no this is so it's definitely got a lot of that sour cherryness on the front with that malty back um from the brown ale on the backside. so i don't taste at, at when it first hits your tongue i don't taste any brown ale at all it's only the aftertaste that really comes through as a brown the rest of it is just is just a normal cherry sour
2: yeah can you hold that up i it looks like a really dark it looks almost black from my it looks like coca-cola colored Okay, maybe it's a little more brown now that you turn the
1: light on, but yeah, it's, it's a cherry coke. It's a little bit, it's a little bit lighter than a, to me in person. It's a little bit lighter than a brown, um, because it's it's a little bit more amber, probably from the cherry and the cherry wood flavored. But it definitely has that brown ale taste. It doesn't smell like a brown ale either. It smells very much like a cherry sour.
2: Hmm. Okay, so um, what would you rate this beer?
1: I would rate this probably a three point five. It's pretty good. I would probably drink it again if I saw it, but. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to find it because it it traveled all the way across country with Phil via his car.
2: I was going to say, is there a story why Phil brought this beer from Colorado to the podcast?
1: So he drove his sister out there to move to Colorado, and I guess he spent a few days trying beer and thought of me and decided to bring it back as a gift. So when he saw me, he gave me the six pack and he was super excited to bring it to me. So thank you very much, Phil. I appreciate it. This is delicious. And if you ever find any more beer that you want to give me, please, please do so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. That goes for all of us. I mean, if anybody just wants to bring us beer, of course, we will accept it with open arms.
1: Oh, and there is a background of like what a Tommy Knocker is. I'm not sure if you guys know what it is.
2: No.
0: I think it's uh, someone in a gang who beats up Tommies.
2: Oh, I thought it was a guy named Tommy in the gang who beat up other people.
1: Oh, Ooh. <laughs> maybe. But t- tell wrong. us how we're both wrong. So, <laughs> so you guys are both wrong. Tommy knockers slipped into mining camps of Idaho Springs in the 1800s with the discovery of gold in our mountains and streams. These mischievous elves, uh, though hardly ever seen, were often heard singing and working. They guided many fortunate miners from harm's way into the gold they sought. So basically, they're like the seven dwarfs, just obsessed, <laughs> you know, mixed with a leprechaun. Ah, huh, interesting.
2: Yeah. That's a funny one. No, it's fine. You're talking about going on a road trip. Um, I'm actually, this is breaking news to the pod. I think I'm going to go out to Portland for like 24, 48 hours when I have um, a friend visiting in a couple weeks. We're going to drive out there. Oh, wow. um, Yeah. So I'm excited to get out to Portland, Oregon and try some beers. I don't know. And then I'm going to fly back and I don't think I'm going to check a bag or anything. But I got to see how I can get some Portland beer back to my place.
0: So, you guys are driving out and then you're flying back?
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, okay. he's flying here and then he's got a wedding out on the West Coast. So, I figured I would make the drive with him.
1: Unless you're going to ship yourself beer when you're out there, I don't know how you're going to get that beer back.
2: Right. It's either ship it or I could put it in a check back. But that seems more expensive than just shipping it. So, that's probably what I'll do.
1: I mean, mm. a ship bag is. Are you going to fly southwest? Because it's only 25 Um.
2: Probably not. Probably flying northwest. No, um, probably Alaska, which is basically <laughs> Northwest.
1: I was going to say Kanye and, and Kim's baby.
2: Yeah, there's surprisingly oh. very few Southwest flights to K- Kalispell, Montana.
1: That's weird. I don't know why. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. So who's who's drinking next?
2: I'll, I'll go next. Speaking of West Coast, I bring a California beer to the pod. Um,
0: California beer.
2: Yeah. This is from club Firestone club cool. Walker.
1: Musical... <laughs> what, what, what are we what are we doing? <laughs> what is this? That's California Loves. That's the the drum track, obviously.
2: Okay. Uh, you, you, if you want, you can just keep doing that under my entire beer review. That would probably be good for the pod.
1: No, I saw this one today <laughs> at the beer store. <laughs> it's a
2: from again Walker. you can find them in Connecticut you can find them I think nationwide wherever mm, yeah. fine beers are sold um, we've talked about their I think the Leo versus Ursus mm-hmm. on the pod before but yeah
0: I don't know if it's been featured but I, I remember talking about it so
2: yeah um a little bit about the brewery i like to get into the brewery a little bit before getting into the beer but um it's owned by two brothers-in-law there's adam which is the bear and david also known as the lion so that's kind of where they get their logo from which is a lion fighting a bear that must Um, be a fun
1: brewery to live in
2: i know right it's like it's even says on the website it says that um even though they may battle epically at times, neither one forgets if their epic love for beer. So, yeah, I don't know about the uh, good vibes going on in this brewery. <laughs> but uh, David, he's, he comes from Europe. He says he brings a European twist to the brewery and uh, combines the authenticity of old world craft with the innovative Cal- California spirit. That's cool. Yeah, and Adam Firestone... Uh, oh yeah, so David Walker and Adam Firestone, hence Firestone Walker. I mean, uh,
1: I, I was wondering where the name was going to come from. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think I'm going to give that name a 1 out of 5. Like you got to, you can do better than that. <laughs> yeah. Adam Firestone is from Central California, surrounded by vineyards and winemaking, started brewing at an early age, um and then that's how the two of them kind of combined to make this brewery. So, with all of that being said, I'm going to try the beer and then I'll tell you a little bit about it.
1: <laughs> Chris you're gonna you gonna rap over the track I I literally only know the first two words of the song
2: so <laughs> it's pretty good just like Chris brought to the podcast I don't know was it last week the week before the uh Berliner advice
0: yeah 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 uh two weeks ago I believe which
2: I don't think I had really had before um that's what this is it's with it's a wheat beer with tangerine and it's got that sour those sour notes um that sounds pretty oh, good sound,
0: yeah that it, does it, sound it, good.
2: it is really good it's a good complex sour um this one is 6.2 percent but it's definitely an easy drinker i could have this all day
0: yeah it sounds like something that i would like to drink on a a nice hot day sounds like it would be pretty refreshing
2: yeah yeah and um it's interesting it says right here on the label what kind of Microflora, isn't it? Ooh, what and kind of that's microflora actually is Actually, where it? it gets the name, the Bretta Tangerine, it's a proprietary brand blend of Brettanomyces and lactic acid bacteria.
1: Oh, so it's so it's a kind of like a Brett IPA as well, then.
2: Because like a Brut IPA? No, Brett. I've never heard of that.
1: You ever What's heard of a, a Brett? Brett IPA? No, it's just it's just a type of just a type of mole I think, is what it is. I'm not now. I got to look hmm. this up because will have to fact wanna, check that one. I don't want to yeah. tell the listeners of the pot a false stat again
2: yeah um but while todd's looking that up i'm gonna give this my official review um this is gonna weigh in at i think also a three and a half it's good it's a good sour nothing too outstanding for the price i paid for this i think it was like 12 bucks oh, i wouldn't say it was worth it but it's um it's tasty it's good
1: oh so bread and nemesis is a type of yeast it's a wild yeah. yeast oh. That's used in a, in a lot of brewing of sour beers. So it's not a, it's not a malt. It's not an IPAs. It is used in a lot of sour beers.
2: Yep, probably this one.
1: <laughs> cool. That's mm-hmm. awesome.
2: Yeah, and I think this is like the first tangerine beer I've ever had. I'm oh, a fan.
0: Nice. Yeah, a tangerine. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I, I, I. It's like one of the only fruits that comes to mind when I drink beer. Apparently,
2: it's my star. Yeah. Beer, so. <laughs> yeah everybody's got one for me yeah. for me it's i get a bubble gum flavor sometime from, from some wild yeasts and uh uh-huh. i say that a lot and i don't know why that sometimes it just like sticks out to me hmm.
0: yeah every time you do say that i'm like bubblegum. gum
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know it's like such a unique flavor like nothing else tastes like bubble gum like you bazooka know?
1: or like hubble bubble
2: like bubble gum
1: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That's awesome.
1: By, by the way, fun fact for the pod, I bought seltzer today that's starfruit flavored. I will report back once I drink it. Okay. Oh, man. There we go. Yeah. All
2: right. That's so without be... further ado, Chris, why don't you Okay. get yeah. into it?
0: All right. Uh, so I'm drinking uh, something from Catawba Brewing, uh, which is here in uh, Morganton, North Carolina. There's actually uh, four different um, locations, one in Asheville, Morganton, Charlotte, and then Charleston south carolina which is a pretty big
1: brewery for yeah yeah
0: um and you know i've heard good things i think i've may have had one or two of their beers before but i haven't had this one which is called hop nest monster ipa so um it's a nice it's you can't really there you go see oh yeah that's like that. that that's hoppy right there um and I do want to read just the description on the back of the can because I thought it was pretty funny and it threw some like southern things in there. So um, our Blue Ridge Mountains harbor their own Nessie Hoppius Hedius the hop nest monster. She lurks in the cold fresh waters of Western North Carolina rising to terrorize poor hop shy souls as the locals say bless their hearts. They don't know any better (laughs) within a. With an abundance of fresh citra and cascade, this IPA boasts a big, biting hop profile with notes of tropical fruit, juicy citrus, and pine. And then, of course, I like this last line: "Dive in and face your fears." So
2: <laughs> that sounds really tasty.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. So let's uh let's see what we let's see what it looks like. Okay, there's the crack.
2: Now it's funny. We last time we had a beer from Mooresville, and now we got Morganton. So, we're learning how to say town names in North Carolina.
1: Yeah. And North Carolina ways of pronunciation of words.
2: But I noticed it's not Asheville. It's Asheville.
1: Ah. Yeah, that's true.
0: That is, is it true. because there's so
2: many transplants?
0: <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's because I, I, I've been saying Asheville for such a long time. That, right.
2: You got yeah. to listen some, to some old-timey locals <laughs> to see if they call it Asheville.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll pay attention. Be like, hey, ex- excuse me. Where are we right now? <laughs> How do we say this town name?
2: How would why
0: how would you say Morganton? Morgantown? Right. there's no there's no W.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, I thought okay. you yeah. were just dropping the W. <laughs> uh, okay,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah, there's no it's actually Morganton, so yeah. Um, anyways, so poured it. there it is in all its beauty. it's uh yeah, it looks a little hazy, not not as hazy as some of the other beers. Uh, darker than some IPAs that I generally drink. And on the nose, you get. Yep, I definitely get a lot of um, a lot of citrus on this. Uh, I can definitely tell. Uh, not only is there like citrus, but then that pine that they had mentioned, you can smell a little bit of that. So seems like it's going to be a pretty pretty crazy beer. So let's see. Uh, let's, uh, let's see all the particles in it. Let's see how it uh, how it goes down. So it looks it looks like
1: it's going to be a little light. That's it's not what Ted
2: Cleo thinks.
1: Nope, that's just what Tud thinks.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'm not channeling the beer spirits today.
1: No. Maybe a little malty.
0: So yeah, you're actually not too far off. I do get a uh, a a lot more malt than I generally get from an IPA uh on the front. It kind of like moves into uh more citrusy uh not not juicy. I wouldn't call this juicy, but um you get some citrus in the middle and then it does hit you pretty hard on the end with some bitter bitterness. So uh they weren't lying about the Uh, diving
2: in
0: (laughs) diving in and facing your fears um (laughs) it's it's definitely i mean it's definitely good it's not my normal go-to for an ipa as you as we all know after hearing us talk about beer for 40 episodes for the most part but it's not bad it's
2: does it remind you of any other beers that i might have had
0: i can't put a i can't put a finger on one right now i've definitely had stuff that tastes like this before but it's not I, it's just not coming to me. So,
2: well, if you think of one and Tuds in the middle of talking, feel free to just shout it out. Later <laughs> the episode, shout out. So. Okay,
0: yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to ponder it a little bit more. Yeah, Um I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna also. I think I'm gonna stick on the three and a half train right now. It's uh, it's a, it's a good beer. Yeah, it's a good beer. Um, and I, would I'm excited to try some of the the rest of their beer. I, the can is probably my favorite part. I like the can a lot. You'll see pictures.
2: Yeah, of what would you rate that can? Oh, man, this can,
0: this can's probably a 425 out of 5. Oh, wait, hold on. Um, I mean, on a scale of, <laughs> of, of 0 to 10, where 0 is water, uh, and no. Uh, it's yeah, 16.9 fluid it. <laughs> ounces. Yeah, it's a 16.9, so, uh, but pretty good. Six and a half percent alcohol. Um, but I do want to take some time to enlighten our listeners on one of the hops in this beer, because we haven't done a hoppy hour in a while.
2: Ooh, return I of think. the segment.
0: Return of the segment. That's episode six, I believe. Yeah, Ted and... PlayStation
2: with in that classic hoppy hour jingle.
1: <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <Damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I not see that coming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: That was that was poorly planned, but yeah. so we've already talked about Citra on the podcast before, but we're gonna dive into Cascade a little bit. Uh okay, so blind. What what do you guys think about Cascade?
2: I really like Cascade. I know, typically, when of beer has it. I I'm a big fan of C C hops is like Cascade Citra. Um, the third one Centennial. Um, Centennial. There we go. I think one of my favorite beers of all time, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, has got a lot of a lot of Cascade in it. Might be. I could be making that up, but. When I think of <laughs> Cascade, it could be like the, a space dust where I'm just making stuff up. Yeah, but it's uh, actually
1: Galaxy, yeah. Yeah, I w-
2: but no, I'm a fan.
1: The one thing I know from my short time of brewing beer is that Cascade is usually more of a bittering hop, so mm. I'm actually kind of curious to see where we're going to go with this. So uh, we'll give a little bit of history. So
0: Cascade is a variety of hop that was originally developed at uh, the USDA breeding program at Oregon State University. Sexy. Yeah, see? Um, so it was originally released as an American aroma variety in 1971. And it's funny because when they were making this hop, uh, they were actually looking to breed something that, that was resistant to downy mildew, which is a threat to hop yards. So huh. that, yeah, pretty, pretty interesting stuff. Of course, it's named after the Cascade Mountain Range, which runs through you know, a lot of the West Coast. Well, actually, yes, pretty much does. all the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> and it was first used commercially in 1975 by the Anchor Brewing Company. So uh, and of course, that was in their pale ale. So, so uh, its use in brewing uh, is basically for the ar- aroma. Uh, and like you were saying, uh, they use it for bittering can be used in ales uh you see it a lot in pale ales like obert was just saying um uh, we, we hope with the the sierra nevada i, pale I looked
2: ales. it up and and yes it is the okay. only it is the only hop in in sierra nevada pale ale, okay so. <laughs> a lot good. of bubblegum flavor of
0: yeah yeah no <laughs> no a bunch of bunch of bubblegum yeah so yeah you use it in a lot of uh pale ales uh you can use it for bittering but it gives off a uh, pleasant, flowery, and spicy citrus like uh, like quality, um, with a slight grapefruit characteristic. So, when they say
1: spicy citrus, what does that mean? Spicy, comma citrus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what is a, what is a spicy <laughs> citrus? Is that like an orange with, with hot sauce on it? <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: no, I think it's uh, like. Kind of like the, the pininess um, that they're talking about kind of gives that little bit of a bite there.
2: Yeah, for but, me, I definitely get very strong pine aroma with with Cascade.
0: Yeah, yep, exactly. So um, there's a couple of the varieties of it. Australia and Tasmania have a variety, um, but they're very similar. And same with the New Zealand variety. They're not really anything yeah, actually, the New Zealand version says that it's moving more towards citrus than it is the pine. So um, there, there's a bunch of different varieties out there, but it's I don't know, pretty cool hop. You do see it in a lot of beers, um, and I th- and like Ted was saying, if you if you were to homebrew, a lot of times they you, they'll throw in even if it's something that you don't want, but they'll throw it in just for bittering at the end. So at the beginning, at the beginning, yeah, it's
1: at the beginning of the boil, really. Yeah, what, I thought you. What What do you whirlpool in then? That's the aroma flavors. That's where you throw in like the Citra, the Galaxy. Uh, okay. Or you know, even Cascade, if you want to add that flavor into it. But it, the bittering okay. bittering hop is what's thrown in at the very beginning of the boil to add the bitterness to the beer. There we go. See, I just talked all backwards. But Todd, you got did me brew right. with me. I, I remember this. <laughs> I d- I was <laughs> he there, was drunk yeah.
2: at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask, um, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, Todd, but do you have a favorite pale ale and does it have cascade in it
1: so I was going to say I don't think I'm really that big of a cat like cascade doesn't offend me but I think that it's not my favorite hop personally it's, like I yeah. like like I don't like uh, Sierra Nevada's pale ale I'll drink it because it's it's a good beer I can tell it's a good beer but it's not my favorite go to pale ale which is my favorite go to pale <laughs> ale I, I like Lagunita's pale ale that's I good also one. like Lagunitas. They they have a very uh, rare pale ale that every time I see it, I buy it. It's either it's called Born Again or Born Again Yesterday.
2: Yeah, I've seen both of those,
1: and I would buy, I'll buy those every single time. But those are done with with Citra hops instead of Cascade hops.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: That's just a little little look into uh,
0: the Cascade hop, and I'll try and think of a beer that reminds me of this beer, so I can just shout it out when Ted's talking. So
2: okay, well, thanks um, for the Hoppy Hour. It's been yeah, a while you, since we visited that time, yeah. <laughs> so we'll have to bring it back again soon.
0: Yeah, we still got a, We got a, a few other hops that we got to get into. Like uh, I know Vic Secrets. We've talked about that a lot and things of that nature. So, but we'll uh, we'll we'll get some stuff and you know try and do this a little bit more regularly. Cool.
1: All right, I've got one more beer to review before we move on from the beer section. Ted's thirsty today.
2: Section. Can we can we come up with a name for the bonus beer? segment hosted by ted Ted welcome to the welcome to the bonus beer where ted drinks a bonus beer (laughs) it's bonus beer with ted
1: so we all know in the past how i've reviewed vodka seltzers and i've said that my favorite seltzer is the polar lemonade series so particularly i'm a big fan of the blueberry lemonade but I drank watermelon lemonade on the pod and a few other lemonade flavors by them. So we were in the grocery store today, and apparently UFO, which is a beer company up here in the Northeast, I'm not sure if you get it down. It's in...
2: not a beer company. Yeah,
1: it's it's Harpoon's unfiltered offering. Oh, never mind. So <laughs> UFO, so Harpoon's their uh, UFO segment came out with beers that were in collaboration with Polar Seltzers. Okay, so,
2: very cool. Both so we ma- bought from Massachusetts.
1: Yeah. Nice. We bought the entire box. There's 24 beers in there, and there's different flavors.
2: Oh, it's a variety pack.
1: Yeah. So they okay, have a blueberry cool. lemonade flavor. They have a water- watermelon lemonade flavor, and then two other flavors that I'm drawing a blank on right now. Probably regular lemonade, if I had to guess, and something else.
2: Blackberry, maybe? I don't know. Strawberry? It's probably a berry.
1: It is blueberry lemonade, watermelon lemonade, blood orange lemonade, and mango Ooh. limeade.
2: Oh, wow. That sound those sound pretty Those sound... The mango limeade seltzers, those are my jam from... From Polar. I would go through... They didn't even come in 12 packs. I'd go through an eight pack of those in like <laughs> six days.
1: So I wanted to bring this to the, the podcast real quick because it's just something that's always been a running conversation when we talk about things that aren't beer. On the can, it says, Refreshing and crisp with the essence of watermelon and lemonade, this seltzer aid-inspired beer was brewed in collaboration with our sparkle-loving sparkle friends at Polar.
2: That's cool. So in case you're wondering... For those who can't see the webcam, this is a beer. It's not a seltzer. It Correct. like it looks like a beer. I assume it smells like a beer.
1: It even barks like a beer. Okay. Well, you ever well it quacks like a beer? I guess because if it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, and smells like a duck, it's probably a duck. What do uh, ducks smell like? <laughs> <laughs> so this beer does smell like watermelon like wet lemonade chicken.
0: <laughs> this is going to be interesting. They, uh, by the way, I already texted Dana and she wants some, so yeah, set
2: some aside. Ditto. I want some.
1: So it tastes like UFOs beer, but with a hint of watermelon and lemonade. It actually is it's really good. It's a hmm. wheat beer. So its it's got that, obviously like UFO, it's got that little weedy flavor to it. But it's definitely, I like this better than UFOs normal beer.
2: You know what I'm just realizing? There's like nothing Seltzer about this, other than the fact that it says Polar on the side. <laughs> like, well, it's not it's like got... they mix Seltzer water in; they just use the same flavors that Polar uses. <laughs> right, they
1: used watermelon like, and lemonade flavored to make yeah to make a UFO fl- UFO beer.
2: I don't know why I was expecting it to be like more like Seltzer than that, but
1: yeah,
0: I was I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh man, it's gonna be so bubbly. Wait, wait, hold on. What? Oh, yeah. wait. That's how beer works. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is this is really good.
0: Yeah, they sound really good. It uh, sounds like. Uh, what's the alcohol content on that? Just right quick. It's
1: four point eight percent ABV. Okay, it's kind of what I imagined. Yeah, it, this is. Uh, it's really good. I I would give this probably a three seven five. I drank this. Now, hang on... on.
2: Is that on the beer scale or the seltzer scale?
1: This is on the Ooh. beer scale. Ooh. Okay. Because okay. as we yeah. discussed, it is, it is a beer. Zero
2: to 100 on the seltzer scale. Right, right. <laughs> but it's a 101 a...
1: on the seltzer scale.
2: <laughs> that means it's more than soda. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's higher than soda. Uh,
2: cool. Yeah.
1: That's cool. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. Go find this, people, especially if you live in the Northeast and can actually find it. There yeah. you go. Yeah.
2: I would be cool to see like you said it'd be, if it was bubbly. I wonder if they could add extra carbonation to beer to make it bubble like soda or seltzer. Uh, I don't think that'd yeah. be very good, but I'm curious <laughs> if it could be done and not just be foamy, you know. What makes beer foamy versus bubbly? I don't know. Probably it's all carbonation, right? Right, but like you never you, you never see like a soda having a long sustained head unless it's like root beer. Otherwise it just like dissipates quickly.
1: It's got to be the wheat content then. I would imagine, or the, the, the grain content versus non-grain.
2: Well, I want a beer that bubbles like a soda.
1: And just goes, f- has no head at all?
2: Yeah, I want it to be bubbling the whole time I'm drinking it. I want a beer that's a soda.
0: You know, this is kind of like a little, we're going down a rabbit hole here. but uh, <laughs> um, It's okay, it's our but,
2: podcast, we can do whatever we want.
0: <laughs> that's true. But this actually reminds me of like a really... Uh, funny thing that happened to me up in Connecticut, and we went to our favorite establishment in Connecticut, which is of course Two Brothers Pizza. I expect when I say that, when I say my favorite establishment, everybody like yells the audience the is like says yeah.
2: it along with yeah. you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if they don't, you should. Uh, anyways, so we were at Two Brothers, and we were at the bar, and um, Nick, who's one of the owners, he poured a couple beers and he had them on a tray, and I noticed that he kept he kept like stirring them these beers, which was kind of weird. And I I I didn't say anything. He's like, he's like, go ahead and ask. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, ask why i I keep stirring these. And I was like, okay, why do you keep stirring them? And he was actually saying because uh you know, so this guy loves beer and has great beer all the time. And he says that he uses a different I guess different levels in his tap lines. So uh, you know when you pour when sometimes when you pour beer and it's like all carbonation for like a long time or it just pours really really crappy or something like that. As
2: someone who has a, had a kegerator and struggled with this many many times, yes, I know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> so he actually uses um, a and I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's not. So yeah, he doesn't use straight up just CO2. He actually. Mixes it a little bit with uh n- with I believe nitrogen, so er- all his huh. beers are like, yeah. And it's like, and I I asked why, and he said, well, it- then you don't have the crazy overflow when you start beer, so you actually you know end up preserving beer over time because you're not pouring out
2: right right the
0: beginning or the end of the keg. That's interesting. And, and the reason he kept stirring it was because it doesn't really bubble like something that was poured with CO two. So he didn't I mean the beer's good, but he didn't want people to think like I guess he had folks complain, Oh, this is flat, flat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't. So it's just really interesting. And I don't know, it that the bubbly <laughs> the that's bubbly really, beer.
2: Really cool. I've never heard of anybody doing a carbon dioxide nitrogen mix. Before. Yeah, I you believe either.
0: that's what it was, but it it was uh but it was very, very cool. And, you know, he enlightened me to it. So uh, Nick, if you're listening, right in. <laughs> so, but yeah, there's the end end of rabbit hole. Let's go back out. Let's get them carrots. Cool.
1: So did you guys see the article I sent you guys over?
2: I did. Yeah. Why don't you tell our audience about it?
1: Sure. So I was scouring the web in this, for the sake of our uh, listeners. The deep web. Yes, the deep web, trying to find kidneys and livers and that type of stuff. And I stumbled upon a article from Allagash Brewing that was published on May 14th. And it's was them addressing the concern of can your cold beer that you buy from a brewery get warm again without the risk of it skunking or losing its flavor or doing whatever people think that happens to beer when it becomes warm.
2: In other words, is it bad to let cold beer get warm again?
1: Correct. And the quick and dirty answer is it is not bad to allow beer to get warm again once it's cold.
2: Yeah, I thought that was interesting what it said in the... Uh in the article. And but I, they did know like they keep their beer cold when they sell it to you, right?
1: Right. They they keep most breweries will keep it cold because while it can get warm and then get cold again. If it's cold, it does last for a longer period of time if it's consistently cold. If it gets warm, it's not going to ruin your beer. The only time it will adjust the flavor of the beer is if you have an IPA, so like a Treehouse or Sip of sunshine, or you name, name what your favorite IPA, and allow it to get to something that's incredibly hot. So, like 90 degrees, 100 degrees, that's when the, the flavors of the hops will start to dissipate. But if you allow the beer, even the treehouse beer, to get up to 60, 70 degrees, and then you put it back on ice, it's going to be perfectly fine.
2: Now, I did want to step in here and say when you say they keep it cold because it stays good for longer, there's nothing that's going to go bad and make the beer you know, any worse for you than regular alcohol. It's not like it's going to go um spoil. It'll just the fl- it'll lose its flavor faster. It'll kind of it won't be as as pungent of aroma, like the flavor won't be there. That's what you mean when you say it'll go bad. It Correct. won't be as fresh.
0: Right, yeah. It doesn't turn into poison or anything, but well, right. know,
2: more than alcohol With- already. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you're a brewery and you brew thousands of barrels of beer, and you want to sell it to as many people as possible. You want to keep it fresh and as as good tasting as it is off the tap for as long as possible. When you're buying beer for your own consumption, you're not buying thousands of barrels of beer. so y- the idea is that you will drink that beer before it goes bad, even if it does get or before it starts to lose its flavor and/ or aroma.
0: Yeah, Tud, now I know that's not always the case because I've had Juliuss at your house that were like four years old <laughs> and they were still good. They were not is that treehouse. Good.
2: <laughs> even that old? Uh,
0: oh yeah, of course they are, right? I think yeah. They've Man, time forever. flies. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um,
2: I did want to say one other thing from the I thought it was interesting from the article, which is it does say that you beer beer can get skunky, and that's that is a true thing. But it just said that what happens is is it's due to light and not due to temperature.
0: The temperature when it gets high it hastens the oxidation of the beer and that's what makes the flavor go makes all that stuff go so but yeah it doesn't it shouldn't get skunky unless it gets penetrated by light which is which is cool yeah it was a lot of good stuff because
2: yeah i just want to quote from the article here it just said skunking is a reaction caused by light interacting with a chemical compound found in hops and has nothing to do with temperature the technical off flavor name of skunky beers is light struck as most common in beers packaged in clear or green glass so, next time you buy a Corona or a Rolling Rock, think about that, folks.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Well, that's – and that's why – like, my biggest complaint with Heineken, for the most part, is that it, it always tastes a little skunky. And that explains a lot because most of the time Heinekens are served in green bottles. Now, if you get it on draft, Heineken tastes like an entirely different beer. And if you've never had Heineken on draft, I recommend going to have it because it is like a different beer.
2: Huh. Yeah. that That article was pretty interesting, but – It's getting to be that time where we offer you our wisdom, our life hacks, our our frosty mug with three handles on it. It's time. Wisdomy (laughs) wisdom. Our wisdomy wisdom. And I'm going to just jump into it right away, if that's cool with you guys. Sure. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So in case you don't know, this is a podcast for those of you who are like, again, listening in the back of an Uber. (laughs) (laughs) or playing it for your uber driver so we're a podcast so i wanted to recommend to our apple users our iphone listeners a better podcast app than the default one which some of you may be
1: using i
2: am a huge fan of overcast
1: me as well
2: yeah It's, I've tried a bunch of different apps. It took me a while to find a good one, but Overcast just works really well. It works better. It works as well as the old podcast app did before Apple went and messed it all up. But there's also some cool features. They have a short and silences feature. They have a voice boost feature where it kind of makes voices sound a little smoother. You know, it has the typical skip ahead, skip backwards. It's good playlist features. Um, Really, it just, it works. It does, it does what you need a podcast app to do. Um, if you're still using the Apple one, take some time out of your day. Again, it's a free app. There's a pro version, but the free one's fine. It's all I use. Um, download that. You can also export and import your list of podcasts. So I've done that before. It's handy. Um, check it out.
1: I, can I say a, a few th- more sure, things? Sure. Yeah. This app? Yeah. What do so, you
2: like about it that I haven't so mentioned?
1: One cool feature I like is it does have the fast forward and uh, rewind feature, but it allows you to change the seconds of those fast forward and rewind features. So, for example, I have my rewind feature set on the normal standard 15 second.
2: Yeah. Feature. The skip ahead, skip yeah. back. Yeah. But
1: the, the skip ahead feature I have set to seven seconds. That way I can more quickly. Get to where I need to be if I'm looking for something in particular, and I it, it it doesn't put me as far advanced where I'm trying to guess, you know, between fifteen second intervals. And another thing that should be known is the guy who founded Tumblr is the inventor of this this podcast app. So oh, I didn't his, know that. Yeah, it's his uh, it's his passion to have a podcast app that's the best podcast app out out there. So he's actively he's the only one who's programming it. It's just him doing it by himself. So he's just this is like his passion project
2: is that is that only for iphones it is yes it is. okay podcast yeah. addict is my my recommendation for android but uh i use that for a little bit it's not as good as overcast but it's better than the google play one
0: yeah that's the one i use i use google Podcasts. it's just easy
2: <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna hand it off to chris for the middle handle chris you look ready yeah i'm ready
0: to go so i i just want to share with uh, the listeners and everybody that uh, I love hot chicken. So <laughs> that is a North um,
2: Carolina thing, right? Uh,
0: it's a Tennessee thing, technically, I, but well, that, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. It's really but... good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, but if you make hot chicken the way it's supposed to be made, with like all the oil and all the breading and all that stuff, it ends up being like not hashtag tudfit. So, uh, so I've been striving to find a. Hot chicken equivalent that's at least more healthy, and I I made one today. Uh, it's a dry rub that you put on, and then you grill the chicken. So it's uh, if you're if you're on a diet, it's you know no oils, no nothing. You just you mix all this stuff together and throw it on the grill. And I'll tell you what, it packed a little bit of a punch. Uh, it was it was pretty pretty potent, and it was pretty tasty. Uh, grilled it up just right, so it was really nice but um it's uh it's really good really easy to make uh, i'll put the the you know the recipe in the show notes of course and it it, gives, it packs a little bit of a punch so if you like hot chicken spicy chicken i think this is technically spicy chicken but eh, it's close enough <laughs> but so wait was...
2: what's in it what's what's the secret ingredient
0: um so
2: it's not really much you don't much have of... to go through all of them but like what was the one thing that you thought set it set it apart
0: uh so it, it uses a hefty amount of like cayenne pepper which can give it some spiciness and then uh this one had a a tablespoon a tablespoon of thyme in it which was interesting. Yeah, yeah. It gave it like a nice little uh nice little kick there so um and you know there's a bunch of other stuff that is in it as well. Um paprika and onion powder, garlic powder, all that fun stuff. But
2: and what kind uh, of chicken did you put it on?
0: Uh just boneless skinless uh, chicken breasts so okay yeah we cut them into like strips almost and then just did some dry rub on them and threw them on boom 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 and now
2: then... my problem when i have a dry rub is it always sticks to the grill do you have mm-hmm. that problem
0: you know i actually didn't um and i don't know why because nor i was expecting it uh i got the grill really hot i don't know if that helped so i don't know uh, mm. but it was uh, i actually didn't have that issue and i was expecting it so but the grill is brand new; it's one day old. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. secret
2: handle, new grill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not even not even dry chicken will stick to this baby. <laughs> uh,
0: but for as easy it was as it was, it was really really good. So, I would suggest trying it.
1: I look forward to trying this. Yeah, it's good. So, the one time Todd, I've ever had hot chicken was in Tennessee with you, and it was delicious.
0: Oh yeah, but well that was like that was the OG. That was Hattie B's. That's like that's like the hot the hot chicken. Actually, there's yeah. probably some other better ones, but
2: so if the hot chicken is a ten, what is this knockoff grilled, home grilled, fat and free, not fried? <laughs> with,
0: with zero being plain old chicken, zero being water. Um. Oh well, yeah, zero is plain old chicken. Oh man, hashtag chicken breast. Yeah. Hashtag Ted Fitz rough when you have to eat chicken, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say this is probably I would say a six and a half or seven. It's good but I mean you're not. That's pretty it's, high. It's not. It's not Hattie B's. You know, it's not original Original hot chicken. So Did it come with mac and cheese? I don't like mac and cheese so no. <laughs> I mean you can make mac and cheese and eat it with it but <laughs> Did it come with coleslaw? No. It came with Grilled vegetables, uh, which were also ooh. delicious.
1: Yeah, so but, Tud, take it away. Third handle. So, who here has wooden furniture? Uh, me. This is a this is an audio medium. I, Over-
2: I raised my hand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I, my handle today is lemon oil. Have you guys ever used lemon oil?
2: No, but I was hoping that Chris had just thought of a beer to interrupt you, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, <laughs>
2: no, like lemon pledge
1: no, no, this is different, so lemon oil is something that you can buy from the store and it is specially designed to help sustain the finish on wood furniture and wood wood type objects so for example, if you are a guitar player for any listeners out there who happen to play guitar, this is something that every time you take your strings off your guitar and restring it, you should be rubbing lemon oil on the bridge that way. The neck of the guitar stays moist and doesn't start to dry out. And where's that confounded bridge? <laughs> and you don't get to start that. You don't get to get the wood to bend or to start to dry out. Same thing if you have a really nice wooden table. You want to rub that on there and just make just let the wood absorb that that oil. So I've been using it. Um, you know, I dabble in guitar in my free time very poorly, but. I have been doing that since I was told about it from my old guitar teacher. And I've actually slowly started to put it on everything wood that we own. And you'd be surprised with if your wood is really started to dry out and you put this stuff on there, the lemon oil will be gone within, you know, five to ten it just minutes. It sucks it up. Yeah. It's it's just like it's just like dipping the wood in water. Like the, the wood is just so happy to be hydrated again. So I recommend everybody going out buying lemon oil. It, you will find it. In the same aisle as the cleaners and the pledges and those types of things. But this is a lot less chemically or less chemical than pledge. It just happened and it smells better too. It smells like lemons, obviously. Just don't drink it, please. That would be horrible.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I hate to end this episode on like a bummer of a down note here, but.
1: Don't worry. I have something else to follow this up. So you won't be. Okay, good. A down note.
2: But like, it's times like this when I'm co-hosting a podcast with someone recommending ways to keep your furniture looking nice that I realize how old I am. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm at the stage in my life where I should be caring about how my furniture soaks up lemon oil. <laughs> well thank you for that very responsible adult handle, Todd.
1: Hashtag adulting. Yeah. So before we end, I do want to give out some shout outs. Anybody who watched our Instagram live video from saturday may 18th 2019 saw some individuals who were on the you know who were in the video with us and i just want to give them a special shout out as they are first time listeners this week so shout out to linda and julie who are sisters susan um rachel who is susan's mom caitlin who is linda's daughter and tom who is linda's or who is caitlin's dad as well as linda's husband and was a designated driver for the group of ladies that i ran into it was great meeting you all i hope you guys enjoyed the podcast please reach out to our email at the awf podcast with any thing you guys want to To prove to share. that
2: you actually did listen to the whole episode that Ted <laughs> recommended to you.
1: <laughs> no, they they were awesome. They're just a, a whole bunch of ladies that like to travel around and go to all the breweries in the area. A couple of them are from Vernon, a couple of them are from Colchester, a couple of them from East Hampton. So it was just really cool to meet them. It was really awesome to just to get to know them and, and actually have them on our Instagram live. Another shout out I want to give for, is to Heather from Hop Culture. She was happy enough to Invite me back to be able to talk to her a little bit more about beer. Uh, her and her husband nice. Sam. Yeah, her and her husband Sam, who own the brewery. So I will be back, Heather, in due time to talk to you guys as well. And then another special shout out to my new T-shirt that says our new slogan, hashtag Uh <laughs> I, I was waiting to thank... for you
2: to bring this up at some point in the episode, but yeah,
1: yeah. 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 I want to. Br- I want to thank hashtag Mom of the Pod for uh, putting this together for me. Oh, so. that's awesome! Okay, oh. yeah.
2: Okay, that's yeah. the backstory there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um,
0: it's it's pretty cool. And as someone who's been following the hashtag uh, #TudFit lifestyle the last couple of weeks, I think I want one.
2: <laughs> I think the trick with the TudFit t-shirts is you got to market them. We got to Well, one, we got to start selling these t-shirts, but two, we got to market yes. them so that, um, like, all of the sizes when you buy them, they come two sizes bigger. So it like, already looks like you lost a bunch of weight. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, when you buy a large, it comes in as 2X. You buy an X, it comes a 3X. Like, yeah. that's, that's how I think we've got to start marketing these, these hashtag Tudfit. T-shirts. You
1: want to look skinnier? Yeah. Just buy this large shirt. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that guy <laughs> I, lost a bunch of weight. Yeah. Have you heard of this hashtag Tudfit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And so with that, thank you guys for listening. We'd like to thank the breweries for bringing today's beer. So I'm going to thank Tommy Knocker Mountain, Craft, Mountain Town Craft Beer for bringing their Cherrywood Sour Brown Ale as well as Harpoon for their UFO Wheat Beer with Polar Springs Watermelon Lemonade Beer. I
2: don't think it's Polar Springs. It's just Polar. Listen, You're thinking it's, it's Polar of Springs, Springs
0: now. <laughs> uh, well, I'd like to thank Catawba Brewing Company uh, for
1: their hopness monster ipa
2: and i'm going to thank firestone walker for the Bretta tangerine
1: please make sure you guys are following us on all social media at dawf podcast that's instagram twitter facebook and untapped also make sure you're hashtag following the email at dawf podcast at com. we'd like to give a special shout out to james Dakovic designs for his awesome three mug handle of wisdom design that he designed for us
2: three-handled mug. One mug, three-handles, Todd. Listen, last one one
1: was perfect. This one's not good. We're leaving this right in, though. So (laughs) three-handled mug of wisdom. Uh, You know, one-cut, people. This is all we do. Also, we'd like to give a special shout-out to our... uh, Make sure you're going on... I wish it was (laughs) (laughs) one-cut. Make sure you guys are going on to our Patreon and subscribing to that because we're going to be putting out exclusive content pretty damn soon. As well, make sure you guys are going to you to our new website dawfpodcast.com where you will find information about all the lists or all the hosts as well as a link to our amazon affiliate link click that link anytime you want to buy something from amazon whether it be you want to buy a pen or you want to buy a range rover we get a little bit of that cut from that purchase so make sure you guys are heading over to dawfpodcast.com to find the amazon link also when we recommend something on this podcast that you guys can buy on amazon make sure you're checking the the episode description for a link to that item and you can click on it right from there it'll pop up your amazon whether you're on a computer or it'll pop up the amazon on your app on your phone and you can buy from there also make sure that you guys are going to itunes and Giving us a five star rating. The five star rating really helps. Any ratings really help, but obviously we have five stars now. We don't want to lose that. So make sure you guys are going on there and giving us your rating and letting us know what you think of the pod. And with that, my name is Todd. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, you're drinking alone, do it with friends. So, should I buy hashtag TUDFIT t shirts for everybody?
2: Yeah, I think that's what we should all be wearing at the Bachelor <laughs> Oh, yeah. There we go.
1: <laughs> that, <laughs> that would that be is- awesome. That would that actually would be awesome. Yes. How many people? I think we should all get like fat shirts for when we're drinking beer.